Hi everyone, my name is Matt and welcome to a new episode of the Connect the Dots podcast. Today is a special episode, a milestone episode, an important one because it is the first interview that I'm publishing on Connect the Dots. And the person that I'm talking with is Noah Kagan. Noah is the founder of Sumo, which has two main products. The first one, and you probably have heard of this if you're in the kind of creative entrepreneur space or in the startup space, is AppSumo, which is a deal site for entrepreneurs. The other company that he created, he's, he's created several companies, but the other one that he's best known for is just Sumo Me which is different things like email lead generation, heat maps for websites, basically basically tools that help you grow your grow your website traffic, email signups and better understand your customers. And the reason that I got connected with Noah was that Noah was the first person to give me a job in tech. And so I'll always be really appreciative to him and for him uh, just for giving me that opportunity because I had like really no experience. I was just like very much a hustler <laughs> and a like can doer at the time, but this was August, 2015. And I did some webinars and worked in support for Sumo. Uh, long-term it didn't, it didn't work out like for me to still be there obviously, but I'll always be like really grateful to Noah for giving me that first like foot in the door in tech and creativity and entrepreneurship. So enjoy this show, this interview. We talk about a lot of different things. It's very wide ranging uh, of an interview, but I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you on the flip side. I think sometimes with anyone who works online and which is now even more than ever, <laughs> right. um, there's a huge disconnect from like the work you do. It's like you cook the kitchen, you cook the dish in the kitchen and you just throw it out the window and then people <laughs> eat it and you're like, well, I guess I yeah. made money yeah, or I guess I have views or I guess I have uh, followers. And so I've been really on this big kick of like watching people eat my food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, it's really wild. Um, you know, and more and more people certainly coming online and yeah, it's, the other thing kind of related to that, that I've warned a lot of people about, because certainly, you know, not just people I'm loosely connected with online, but people I know in, you know, actual life and like physical in the physical world that are now working remotely for the first time. And they're like, oh, you've been working remote for like five or seven years now. I was like, yeah, the it's great in like a normal world when you can leave the house whenever you want. Just be careful because the nice thing normally about remote work is that you can work wherever you want, whenever you want. A lot of times that's really great. But what's really dangerous now, just in, just in general, but even more so now when you can't really go anywhere is that the downside of remote work is you end up working all the time everywhere. And that is really, really rough if you're not used to it. Cause like my brother, yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't, he's like, he's like, I really miss commuting. <laughs> like it's tough to just to come out care. of the, and I've got, you know, two kids run at me. I was like, yeah, go for a walk. Like when they're in a different room, leave, finish the day and go for a walk for just walk around the block. It, even that will help. That's really, yeah. yeah. Agreed. There's, a lot There's of, definitely a lot of strategy around the, around the remote work, which is like, how do you create non-guilty time? <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you do for that? Like the only thing that I do is like, 
I go to CrossFit and thank God that's back open again because like <laughs> just like people that was the other thing people would tell me like oh well you're used to working remotely I was like yeah by myself at home not with everyone else here at home <laughs> so what do you oh, yeah like what do you true. do to what do you do to build like non-guilty time in well like today I, I think I have to just I think the first part for me is being aware like yeah. today I did a I did a huge I, I think one of the things for me is like have structure. So I, cre I have a very uh -huh. set morning routine called maker morning. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about that, but so number yeah, one, totally. have a morning routine. That's just like pretty on lock. Number mm -hmm. two is that, and this is something I've really gotten into is if, if I'm feeling inspired, like if you're inspired, if you're working on something, if you're doing customer support, if you're doing marketing, if you're doing sales, if you're doing coding and it's hitting you freaking no. ride it. So like this morning, well, and so this morning I had a, a like an, an impulse or a passion around, exploring what to do if you lose all your money mm. because a friend of mine lost all of his money and i i'm in I'm, I'm renting this really nice house right now and i was like well what if all my money went away what would i do and i was like well why don't i put together a plan and i was just really inspired and I, I just went with it and after that was done today i started feeling guilty after i finished that i was like well i should keep working mm -hmm. <laughs> i have to keep right. being productive i have to keep doing these things and um i think what i'm really exploring lately is just being fulfilled and satisfied with the yeah. work I'm doing. And I think we're, we're especially online and, and in general with work, especially being a man, um, it's this productivity um, treadmill where I'm yeah. like, I need more. That next, that next blog post, that next webinar, that next YouTube video will finally fulfill me. And right. so I've just, ex I've explored just being aware of it. So today I was like, you can just relax. You can just, so like Neville, who I'm living with, we went and just walked on the beach. It was very romantic. It's nice. And so I just, I think the self-awareness of it and yeah. um, what I do in my calendar uh, to assist me is I block out automatically recovery time hmm. mm -hmm. and it's pink. I don't know why I say yeah. in color pink hmm. and it just, it's, it's just soothing okay. where I, in my calendar, I already blocked out that there's the whole point for you to do is to recharge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, so it sounds like the two thing, two things that are really connected for you that make a big difference. And I remember this about working with you too, is um, you're really good at time blocking. And then you mentioned the maker morning thing. So what, yeah. how do those work together for you? And like, how is it, how has it made you, you know, kind of the productive person that you are, especially like having now like a bigger awareness of like this recovery time matters, this time to like kind of disconnect really matters. Like how has yeah, that no. all come into, um, yeah, kind of come into your world? Well, I think at a high level, what I'm really trying to understand for myself is like, when is it enough? Yeah. Right. Like for anybody on any position from, you know, if you're at the lower level, at the high level, the side levels, whatever level you're on, uh, like I'll make, I'll do a video or I'll do a marketing thing. And it's like, is that enough for the day? And I think I've really just tried to right. be more appreciative. Like I do push, as an, here's a simple example. I do pushups every day. I do 350. Cause my goal this year is a hundred thousand and it's yeah. a horrible goal. <laughs> and every day I do these pushups, I'm like mad. I'm like, I hate you push up. You're the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, I was talking with my relationship therapist and she's like, do you ever appreciate, do you ever enjoy the pushups? I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, maybe think about that for a little bit. And so I, I thought about that in the parallel of, of a working life as well, where, you know, we do a video, we do a blog post, we do, marketing we do a partnership whatever it is and then i don't know if we, i think we spend 90 percent of our time doing that and then five percent of the time appreciating it 
And yeah. so I'm trying to say like, how do we do it hundred percent and appreciate it hundred percent? And so I've just been really exploring yeah. that for myself, what that means every day. Like what makes a day great? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so do the do, maker morning, oh, excuse me. I was gonna say, do you do anything like at the beginning of the day to kind of set an intention for what you feel like a successful day would be? So you have something to kind of like point towards it more of a reflective, like end of the day, like, oh, this is what I enjoyed about the day. I would break that down into a, into about three parts. So every night before I go to sleep, uh, I have it right here. Mine's upstairs, but I have a note card mm-hmm. and I write down the things I want to get done for the next day. And yep. one of the hardest things about that is not adding to that. Hmm. It's so easy to be yep. like, well, I'll add this and I'll add this and all this. So that, yeah, that's I'm a terrible over adder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you want to add and you want, it's like, well, what really matters today? Second thing I did a few about, five months ago, that was a huge game changer in my life was what makes a day great? Like, and I made mm-hmm. a list. So if you think about it, instead of hoping your day turns out great, why don't you just try to be a little bit more intentional about like in my life? Cause everyone has different preferences. Like what right. makes my day fulfilled for me? It's yep. like a, like this, if I could do this every day, day is great. If I can yep. journal every morning, day is great. If I could do something physical every day, day is great. Yep. Uh, and so it's, thinking about what those components are and then starting to say, how do I try to make sure that does happen every day? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm removing spontaneity. I think on my weekends, uh, I'm like, let's not have any of that. Let's try to have the opposite. Um, And then, so from what I know makes my day feel great, I have a maker morning, which is a checklist of things uh, that I do every single morning, five days a week that help make sure that even if the rest of the day sucks, I'm like, at least I know that the the morning is going to start off with a great foundation. So, uh, first thing is always make the bed. Mm-hmm. Then I do push-ups. Yep. I meditate three. I try to meditate three days a week. And mostly what I've noticed from meditating and journaling, which has been really interesting, is focus. Yeah. So this, I've noticed like yesterday, I was all over the place. I was like checking, I was playing chess and then checking Instagram and looking at my YouTube stats and doing a phone call and watching a video. I was just like all over the place. And t- this morning when I'm meditating, I was just like, wow, my mind is going everywhere. And then I got right. into the journaling. And when I started journaling, one of the things I'm really proud of myself of, and we should all be proud of ourselves. Yeah. When I journal, I don't allow myself to do anything else. Like if I have it to do, or if I want to talk to someone, I'm like, I literally write it in the journal. I'm like, all right, right. I'm going to write. <laughs> and it's yeah. a really good practice. So as I'm coming into I've the day, like I'm with, <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. You start doing your text. Like last night I was uh, on Amazon to do something and I somehow ended up on YouTube and then Twitter. And I was like, I thought I was just here to return something and the journal has been a great practice of focus. And then also processing. Like today I had all Mm -hmm. these questions about someone, like one of my mentors stopped responding to me for the past year. Hmm. And I was, I was kind of, I'm sad about it. And so I was just trying to understand that. Um, Yeah. And so anyways, the maker morning is just a a list of things basically. So there's, there's more, but I think it's figuring out which ones work for you and not which ones you work for. I think that's that's actually a critical point. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar thing that I've been tracking for a couple of years now because there were a a similar list of things that I would ask myself and I've added meditation in this year. And the meditation piece, like the biggest thing for it, um, like one of the reasons that I struggled with, I tell myself that I struggled with meditation for a long time is that I, I really had trouble calming my mind and like not thinking about anything. 
I realize that is connected to a lot of my like overeager monkey mind energy of like, got to do more, got to do another thing, got to like add something in. So I'm trying to extract myself from that in meditation. But the other thing that I've uh, been working on that has kind of helped is, um, and if you, if um, like people are struggling with meditation, this thing has helped me of using meditation more as vis visualization of like, here's a thing that I, here's a thing that I want to do. Here's something that I want my life to be like. And that does still help with the focus, but because you're focusing on just the one thing and you're just kind of thinking about it and every detail. And so when I go through that, like even just three to five minutes, that helps me like play that out to where if I'm journaling or I'm working on a post, then I find that I just like look up. I was like, Oh, it's been 20 minutes. I haven't felt as distracted, even if I'm only, only even if I'm only, because what I've realized, I think meditation and journaling does both of this really well is that when you think about it, it's a relatively, you can get a ton of benefits from it for like the amount of time that you spend on it. Like if you That's spend 15 minutes journaling, yeah, it's incredibly disproportionate. And if you think what I realized, and I can't remember where I saw this, but it was for meditation specifically, I think of it in the same way for meditation it, or for journaling is that if you spend 30 minutes on this, it just makes the rest of your day so much clearer. So you can think about like, oh my gosh, I've got like all these things to do. I, you know, don't have, you know, 15, 30 minutes to meditate or journal. But when you do that, the rest of your day just feels so much calmer. And all those things that you felt like you had to do, maybe some of them are like, oh, actually that's fine <laughs> right now. And not in like a, and I have totally. to, you know, our, my, my over eager mind is like, no, you got to do it. You got to do all these things. You can't be satisfied. You got to keep going. got to keep pushing. I'm like, never satisfied so it's this it's this odd balance of like yeah there's totally it's there's always going to be more things to do but finding that um like building that awareness and that contentment and like today was enough and today was a great day yeah i think there i think if to be successful there's some level of in, in uh internal dissatisfaction and so right uh, it was funny i was talking and <laughs> I meditated a few days ago and I was talking with a friend and she was like, well, are, were you proud of yourself? You did it. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you, you sat for five minutes and you just thought about life and you took time out. And I was like, no, she's like, it's a, it, it, and that's a small mm -hmm. example of our entire day. And I think at most of our entire days, we're so occupied with just producing and consuming yep. new things and learning new things. And it's, it's, it is hard to stick back. And I think that's where I'm growing a lot in life. And instead of and it could be both instead of always thinking what's next, like how many subscribers, what's this. And, and also just like, all right, well, I'm only going to be meditating. I think it's just like kind of appreciating both these things. Uh, so instead of always thinking about what's next, it's just like, why don't I just appreciate right now? One, one yeah. thing I've, I've been experimenting with that I really like is I like recording sounds. Oh yeah. So, so I go on my voice memo <laughs> yeah, on my phone and I just, <laughs> I just open it wherever I'm at. Like, so if I've done it right now, I'm on near the beach. So I record beach sounds or if I'm going mm -hmm. hiking, or two yeah. weeks ago, I recorded biking sounds. And so in my meditation, nice. I'll just replay these sounds. Oh, that's really and Normally, I try to record different lengths. So I'll do like yeah. a five minute one or a 10 minute or a 15. And it's kind of interesting how it pulls you back into those periods. But also, it's kind of, yeah. uh, it's fun to hear like the ocean or hiking. Or yeah. Hiking. And know that was like your sound. It wasn't just like, let me go into like Spotify and pull up ocean sounds. <laughs> or have like Puff Daddy walk yeah. me through a meditation. Right. Yeah. I, I think with a lot of these things with the maker morning or productivity and fulfillment, a lot of the stuff, it, it's interesting to hear different um, haircuts is what, what we like to call me and my friend Dan, which is like, 
different different haircuts. Like you have a haircut, I have a haircut, but and I think everyone needs to figure out their own haircut. They're yeah. like copy Matt's hair if you have hair. Go bald like <laughs> Noah, and then figure out you know maybe this is the way that I, that I find fulfillment uh, in my life. And I think one thing I, I would highlight is like today I, I wouldn't say I feel amazing. I say I probably feel like a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when I'm not feeling like 10 out of 10, like, oh shit, this, everything's amazing. I think I fight right. that a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to go have more coffee or I need to go make more things or, and it's like none of the external stuff will make you ever feel great. Right. Yeah, so absolutely not. Back. Yeah. That's been a long-term uh, like, yeah, struggle slash raising my level of personal awareness, awareness that like, where I think about where I was 10 years ago, seven, five, even three, you know, even last year, I was like, damn, like there's been a lot <laughs> that has happened. And I've really grown in a lot of ways, but in a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, I don't know like how much of that time I spent like feeling really satisfied with my growth. But then you look back, you're like, oh, <laughs> wow, that's been pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty crazy. But I never like really allowed myself to feel it as much. And then like, right. uh, therapist slash mentor that I've been working with for a year now. Um, he's like, yeah, you, you need to celebrate and feel good more. Not just like, okay, cool. This thing that's never happened to me before has happened. And I've been thinking about it for a really long time on to the next thing. He's like, no, take some time and enjoy the thing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. All right, dude, let's just keep, you know, sometimes it's just go back to the basics. Yeah. You got to do all this fancy stuff. It's funny, you know, I was thinking about it. It's amazing how sometimes what things drain your energy and what things give you energy. Yeah. Hanging out with you gives me energy. Trying to figure out some of the tech stuff at times, I think, is uh, can be a little draining. No, thanks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So have you tried to, have you tried to optimize? It sounds like you have, because one of the things that I really... Um, one of the other things that I learned from you, both like working with you and then like just reading and following your content for a long time is that I think you do a really good job of focusing on like the big thing that you want to be doing. You set big goals and you're good at going, going after them, whether that is for sumo or like when you said a hundred thousand pushups in a year, um, all of those things, regardless of how you feel about them <laughs> on a daily basis. And then you know, on the other side, I think you do a really good job of like optimizing really small, tiny things that can add up to make a big difference. Like for example, like um, changing your, like increasing your mouse speed as high as you can is such a game changer. And when I'm on someone else's computer now, I'm like, try, I'm like, it's like I'm playing skee-ball. I'm like, get up there. And yeah. that's one thing. Another thing is I think you were the first person I learned about like text expander, text edit, like those kind of tools from, cause now it's just like, yeah. you know, hit a couple of keystrokes and like this whole thing fills out. Um, so like, how'd you kind of think about balances those two things? Cause a lot of times people aren't very good at like, they're either big goals, bad details, or like mm. getting too much into the weeds and it's like, okay, yeah, but we still like, we have this revenue goal, you know, we have this, <laughs> we want to get subscribers. So yeah, we, what do we, how do you balance those two? I think what people like to do is the productivity stuff. I think let's even mm-hmm. take a step back. We all have the same amount of time, me and you, everyone watching right. and so forth. Why is it that some people seem to get more done? Mm-hmm. Is it because they can type faster? Which not is actually very important. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're not typing 80 words a minute, you're missing out. So I, gotta, I, I think there's, then. 
Yeah, I would 100%. There's a uh, one a zombie game that's phenomenal for learning how to type. Uh, a zombie type. Uh, let me find it. For, I'll find it for you. So yeah. I think the number one thing I would say, what I observed, why I don't think people are as productive. I think people are efficient potentially. Like, oh, I'm learning typing. Oh, my, my mouse speed is faster. Oh, I have a better bed. And I think there is something really mm -hmm. valuable that people are, people sometimes I think in, in productivity look too far down the funnel. They need to look at the top of the funnel, their computer, their bed, their typing, their trackpad, whatever they're spending the majority of their time on. Yeah. But where, what I think actually most people miss out on is that I don't think they have a clear significant enough goal. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think they're really aggressive enough in prioritizing towards that goal. Yeah. So for example, we are doing you like, so for, for dork for Noah Kagan brand, we were doing, our goal was to get a million active audience. We call them readers, million active right. readers a month. So we wanted a million total audience. And if you want a million people audience, it was like, all right, we had YouTube, Google, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook group. Uh, and I think maybe one more. And so every week it was just like, all right, we're trying to optimize five things. It's pretty tough. Right. And then, then one day we're like, well, what would be, what makes it easier? Right. It was like, well, what if we just did YouTube? Why don't we take that million goal? And it's like, well, the million goal was 250,000 YouTube subscribers. And so we said, well, what if we just did that one? And if we did that one, everything else would probably work out okay too. Right. And it was, it was almost amazing how beautiful that made our focus. And then from that 250,000 goal for everyone out there to accomplish what they want, it's, it's picking a goal that you want. I mean, I think goal setting right. in itself is, and it's very powerful. It could be the most powerful thing. It could also be the most discouraging thing. Um, but I think, and we can talk about goal setting, but basically to pick the 250. And I think what, what, what's powerful about that is that now everyone on, on the dork team, the Noah Kagan team, um, there's four of us total. Every person knows the goal very clearly and everyone can make better decisions. Right. So when I'm going to them, I'm like, is this the most important thing to be doing towards the goal? Right. And Does it align? I think, yeah. I, and I think what a lot of people do incorrectly is they don't have a great goal. And they spend their time on the things that feel good, but don't mm -hmm. actually make a difference. So let me give you an example. Yeah. On YouTube, if you go into your, you go to any of your videos and look at the analytics of where the traffic for the video came from. Right. On most people's videos, 80% of the traffic will come from YouTube. It'll come from search, suggested, or the homepage. 20% or less comes from social. Now the question would be, why do so many people then spend so much time on social media, on, on the non-YouTube channels when 80% is from YouTube? So I went to the guy, we have a guy dedicated on social media. I was like, well, why are you doing Instagram so much? Who cares? <laughs> but it feels good. Yeah, right. And I think that's actually a very, that's a very important point around marketing and business success in general is what is your goal that matters and what really makes the difference for it? And I think people don't yeah. spend enough time uh, being aggressive about that. And I think I have been, and I think to your original point, that is important. And to do that even more effectively, learn to type faster, learn to get a better computer, whatever you're spending your time on, uh, it is worth investing more money in. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you're optimizing it for like the best outcome that you can have a similar question, way that. Yeah, oh, please. I, I would almost say, is it better to be very productive? Like I can type fast or better to have the right goal and work on the right things towards that goal, but type slowly. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it because like it's the kind of thing. And I think a lot of people get stuck on this or they, like I said, they go after the like, well, it would be really nice if I had a clear goal and could type really fast. And 
obviously that is ideal, but the easier thing to do right now is be like, okay, well, I'm going to dedicate the next month to learning how to type really fast and not going to work on a goal. And you just keep finding these things that don't really push you like towards the summit of the thing that you want to do. Uh, Michael Hyatt has a good analogy for this too. He calls it uphill and downhill work. And he's mm. like the work that you want to do, that's going to be tough, but it's going to keep you, it's going to keep you going up. It's going to keep you going towards the goal that you have, the summit that you want to reach in your business or your life. The downhill work, it's still stuff. Like maybe it has to get done, but it's like, it's like, okay, just kind of, you know, pushing the ball along. It's not that hard, but like, look, I'm, I'm working, I'm doing the thing, but it's not taking you anywhere like close to where you want to be. Yeah. I, I, one thought I've had a lot over the years is like, you want your work, you know, you're successful when your work is boring. Mm. that's a good way so, to think about it yeah what i mean by that is that and i think with youtube which is what i'm focused on is that it's still not boring yet and what i mean by that is not that work work gets boring no matter what right that's that's inevitable but i, I think my point i'm trying to make with boring is how do you figure out the things that make the that actually move the needle towards whatever goal you want to figure out so for us for 250,000 mm -hmm. subscribers i think we're figuring out the external marketing as well as the uh, video creation process and content and structure that when we put it out, we know it's going to work. I don't think we're there yet. It's right. not boring yet. I right. want it to get boring. Yeah. There's just like, yeah, we know this is going to work. Let's do it. Let's put this yes. out. Yeah. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So how do you take like the big, say the big picture, the 250 K goal, bring us back down to like, you put, you write down the things that you want to do the night before in an index card, um, just to get a little bit more nitty gritty. Do you yeah, use, happy to. Is, happy to I, can, the, I can show you every single thing. Yeah, is the knit is the is the note card what you're using primarily? Like how do you connect how do you connect yeah. the big goal that you have, 250k down to like, okay, it's Today. Wednesday night and totally. this is what I'm gonna do okay. tomorrow. All right, so I'll break you I'll, I'll break it down from like the high level. And this is how I do it in all aspects of my life. I do one year yeah. bucket list. Okay. So everything in my life is only one year. That's as much as I want to, that's, as, that's like my sweet spot yeah. I found. I think, you know, even if you have a five-year goal, you can break it down to what you want to do this year. And right. So let's just take yeah. the YouTube one uh, as a really interesting, a really you know, example that I think is relevant for a lot of people. So we picked one goal that was very, I think this is important. The goal is controllable. Like some yeah. goals you're like, each week you're like, can you control the deriving towards that outcome? And if you can't, you might've chosen the wrong goal. So you might need to choose a systems goal, which is like, I want to work out three times a week, or I right. like numerical goals because it's like, it's very, it's very objective uh, about getting there. And I think it's, to me, it's more inspiring. So you take the 250. Yeah. And then the next thing we do is we say, well, where are we today? We were like last month, we were at 52,000 or so. And so it's like, well, where do we think we need to be each month to get to the 250? You can work forwards or backwards. Uh, and that gives you somewhat of a target. So we know in, in the month of July, we need 11,668 subscribers. Yep. I know the number. Like, every, right. I don't know if everyone on the team knows that number. Everyone knows the 250 number. And so what we've done from there is Mitchell on our team, he owns that number. So mm -hmm. then we take that and put it into a spreadsheet. So we have a spreadsheet called weekly KPIs. And the yep. weekly KPIs break down every single day how many subscribers we need to be getting. And so then what we did from there, so every day, let me just look at the numbers. So every day we need to be getting... Um, this week, every week, every day, we need to be getting around 333 subscribers. Uh, yesterday we got 147. So the reality is that you take your, your target. Now that you have your targets, 
then you map out what you're going to do to hit that target. So what we did, I can send you a screenshot, is we mapped yep. out every single video we're doing uh, for the month and how many subscribers we think we're going to get from it. So let me just send you the screenshot. So just to, to kind of to break it down, not break it down, but the recap. Take your big ass goal, mm -hmm. break it down monthly. Take your monthly goal, 12,000 subs, break it down daily. And for us, now we know that, yep. hey, we need to hit this daily target. And so we mapped out all the videos we want to do and how many subscribers we think. I don't like hope in business. Yep. So we take each video and we say each video is going to generate 50 subscribers, 200 subscribers, 100 subscribers. And you can see in the screenshot I posted. So like today we posted a yep. video called Million Dollar Weekend. We think that's going to do 250 subscribers. Yep. And we, we, we total all that. So all of those combined is going to give us 2,000 people, which is awesome. But that still means there's 10,000 people that that's not gonna help us. And so then we say, all right, well, where, what else can we do to at least get 10,000? Uh, and so that's what we'll decide. We'll have a weekly meeting and say, well, why don't we do a giveaway? Why don't we do a partnership? Why don't we try some yeah. collabs? Why don't we update our autoresponder? And we predict how many we think we'll get from that. And that's how I think marketing and business should be where it's very predictable. You're like, here's what I want. Here's where I want to go. Here's what I think I'm going to do based on numbers I'm, I'm assuming. And then you can calibrate. So at the end of this month, right. let's say we get 15,000 or we get 10, we'll say, well, where were we off and where were we on? Uh, and we can adjust. And uh, I'd say the only other thing that that's been helpful in that is that you ask like, Hey, what do I do? How does that translate from weekly to daily? So each week me and the team get together and we say, Hey, here's the videos we said of what we think we're going to do. I schedule that on my Sundays. So on Sunday, yep. I go in my calendar and say, I call it production time purple in my calendar. And I block mm -hmm. out like, today is not a production day. My production is hanging out with you. I, I wanted to learn how to make wine, coconut wine. So I had a meeting with a winemaker to learn how to make coconut wine before this. And then that, that's, the, that's my day. And then I'm going to do a workout with some friends. But tomorrow and Friday, I've blocked out time to do two more videos. Yep. Uh, and so at night, every night, what I do is I just look at my weekly. So on Sundays, I schedule my week and I have my weekly list of things I'm doing in my work, my workout, my personal and my learning. Uh, and then I, every, every night before I'm saying, well, what was on my list that I promised I would get done? What did I already block out? And I just put it on the note card. And I just right. find that really helpful to, to have with me all day long. Yeah. So you obviously have the, use the, use the calendar online, like Google calendar, but then mm -hmm. on a, once you get into the day, how much are you relying on the calendar still versus like the note card that you have in, in your hand? This is a pretty common question yeah. that, that I get. And just to, while you're thinking about it, what I do is that I also tend to block out a lot of the time in my calendar. Part of that is because I need to protect the time that people aren't booking calls with me for work. But the other piece of it is, is that I won't normally go back into the calendar itself. I look at the journal setup that I have for the day in the notebook, but then I will still get, um, cause I try not to look at my phone a lot during the day. Like here's, today yeah. um i'll still get like the pings on my watch and so it's like oh, okay it's that time that you know i'm going to be talking with noah soon i'm going to work on a video i'm going to outline this new course and i have those times blocked out during the day but i'm not necessarily like returning to the actual calendar app to check that out my calendar is open all day yeah so to take a step back on Sundays, and this is the way I've struck everyone, you know, if you're over 30, I think you've kind of figured out your productivity system. And that's yeah. my belief. I just right. found that for me on Sundays, it's just all like breaking it down to smaller chunks, chunk of sizing. Mm -hmm. Sundays, it's like, Hey, what do I, what's my goal? 
all right, what are things am I going to do? And then put those things in the calendar. And I think probably I'm assuming mm -hmm. similar to you is that a lot of stuff, in my calendar is automatic. Right. So like, yeah, a lot of days it's like, and I color green as my gym days. So it's like gym is already done before I even know what the week's going to look like. Recovery yeah. is already done before that. Um, I turn all my notifications. So I don't know when I get texted. I don't know when like I'm getting a lot of like, I don't have email on my phone and things like that. I like being mm -hmm. more, I like being intentional. Like I do actually, yeah. I do have Instagram, but I don't follow anyone. I follow like uh, nice. three friends. So that discourages me from, it's, it's not that it's bad even. I just think it's more right. and all this stuff. How's it helping? So I think I look at a, a, a mix of, of my note card during the day. I always yeah. have it out. And then I, I think with calendar, what's almost more important for other people is which part of your calendar are you ignoring? Hmm. That's yeah, the part I actually find the most interesting. Well, cause yeah. I used to have parts of my calendar, like here's my time where I'm meditating. Here's time where I'm doing airplane mode. And I'm like, no, I'm going to ignore that one. No, I'm going to ignore that one. Yeah. And I think that's the part people should really be kind of observing. Like which ones are you really following? Which ones are you not? And what's yeah. the difference for each person? Yeah. How did, that was actually something that I want to ask. There are two things on that I wanted to ask you about. First one is just more of, I guess, an observation of you using the word observe because people that people that I work with oftentimes helping them be like more focused and productive. I tell them like when you do a weekly review, I've talked about this a lot on the channel. When you do a weekly review, don't just observe what you did during the week. Like look at it as an objective reporter more so than like a judge because that can get people really stuck in being like, you sucked at this, you skipped this and be like, oh, like you were saying, like observing like, I was supposed to meditate. I went past that. I didn't do it. Interesting. Why? Like, just kind of like, hmm, let's make some, make some notes on this instead of being like, well, you didn't do it because you suck and you're not focused and you're not good at meditating. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. And switching to that like observer mode instead of judge mode was a real game changer for me. I love that. I, I do what works for me, which may not work for everyone is every Sunday when I've decided what I'm doing for my week in, in the four categories, um, and one thing I've, I've, I've changed in the past six months is that I'm more consistent with my weeks. This has actually been a game changer. Historically, I wanted every week to look different. Like my work would be different. My workouts would be different. My like mm -hmm. learning would be different. My personal, I think you should always have some things personal that you're to take, you know, to treat yourself. Treat but yourself. I would say that treat yourself. Um, I would say that recently I've in the past six months or so, my weeks are almost more consistent and it's been more enjoyable. Um, the thing that I like doing is once I've set that stuff on Sundays, uh, I email it to a friend and the mm. following Sunday, I just rep I reply to him with the status of each thing. Uh, and having him see it, I, I do, and I've done it now probably six, seven years. Um, it does change that I know he's going to see it. So sometimes I'm like, damn, I got to right. do this thing. But there are, and, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I don't do, like I was supposed to do two videos last week. I didn't do them. And uh, I think I like your point. It's, you don't have to judge yourself so hard. I know I do that. I'm so, I'm yeah. the, the meanest person I know is myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was uh, talking to a therapist once and they were like, write down the people that like, you know, you need to talk to in your life or like, um, like things that you need to do. And I'm like, you know, I've realized that as like, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and I realized that the person that I need to like make peace with more than anyone else is just myself. And that like a lot of the inter, a lot of the things that I've externalized are actually internal and I'm just like pushing them out. And once I realized that, like that was, yeah, a really big thing. I'm like not being so harsh on, yeah, just the person that I was. 
Well, I, I guess I would wonder though, if you're not doing what you want to be doing, should you actually be harsh? Maybe you should, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like, I think it's like, Hey, I'm a lazy shit. You know what? I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's like, well, I think ultimately, uh, you know, are you getting what you want in life? Are we all getting what we want? Um, and I think there is something about the external, like more views or more money. It's like, well, I'm not sure how much that'll make you feel better internally. So I think it's really trying to understand what that, what that means for each, each person. For me, it's been connecting. It's been creating also just relaxing, like relaxing into life. Like I think one thing I've really observed about myself is I'm so destination focused. Mm. I like only care about like getting the fucking kill, freaking kill. I only care about (laughs) like finishing the ride or making the money or, and I, and really lately I'm like, just everything before that is where I'm really trying to focus my attention. So like focus it on not how many subscribers, but focusing it on the process of making the video, not how many like uh, views, but focus on like the, the, the comments. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh wow. Instead of just like trying to get to some end goal, which doesn't, doesn't fulfill me. It's just made up. Anyway. Actually, <laughs> it, it is all arbitrary. Everything is arbitrary. 250 versus 100 versus 10. And yeah. I think, you know, I think people, you know, for people who are not getting what they want are not fulfilled, you know, they probably should be a little harder and people who are like, Hey man, I'm, you know, getting the things I want in life. It's, it's probably being a little bit more softer on ourselves. Yeah. One of the things that um, you were one of the first people I heard talk about, like the system versus goals and like having a mm. like input, input focused type of goals where it's like, okay, if like, say I want to make X number of sales or I want to hit, you know, if I want to make my first thousand dollars, like on, on uh, like my side hustle, like those, that is a, that is a pretty achievable goal. But a lot of times people will like do all the work. Maybe they'll make $500 of sales or a hundred or whatever the number is. And they won't feel like they did well enough. Something that I've tried to do for myself and also for others uh, working, working with them is looking at and saying like, okay, well, you want to make a thousand dollars. That'd be great. What if instead you just focused on making your first 10 lessons for the course, you focus on that. That is something you can control. And that's something that um, you'll actually love this because you brought up like number of videos or comments versus subscribers. I was watching uh, one of MKBHD's videos and it was like a YouTube, it was one of his Q and A videos. And yeah, this is for those of y'all that don't know, this is a guy who has, I think 11 and a half million YouTube subscribers now. Like he's huge, he's probably the biggest YouTube tech reviewer right now. He's incredible. In his video, someone asked him like, hey, you know, Marquez, what was the first, what was the first um, like milestone you hit at YouTube or on YouTube? And he was like, oh, well, I remember making my first 100 videos. That was really cool. And like, I found the link to that video. So he made that video 11 years ago. He made it in 2009. He had made 100 videos and he had 78 subscribers at the time of making his 100th video. 10 years later, he has over 10 million subscribers because he was just focused on, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this number of videos. I'm going to go for a hundred videos, 200 videos. Now he's, I think over a thousand videos. He averages like 150 videos a year. It's something insane. This is a three a week. I, I think the difference is what, what separates him from everyone else? Cause I don't think he's special. No, And I, think, and I don't mean that insultingly. Yeah. Like, no, it's, I just, I think what, what people, what, what I've observed is when people watch someone like me or you, they're like, Oh, they have some superpower. And the, everyone has the superpower. So there's no, I, yeah. I keep reading books looking for the secret. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Marquez found that secret. 
And the reality is for him, and I think for all of us, he found something that he wants to work on for 10 years. Right. And he was working on yeah. it, whether he was getting 11 million or he was getting 78 people. And I noticed for myself, it's that we're like, oh, I don't have millions of people. It's like, well, am I enjoying what I'm working on? Is this giving me the fulfillment I want? Am I feeling good about myself? Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. And yeah. I think what it's, you want to think, oh, excuse me. No, I was saying that the cycle that I've gone through personally, like as a creator of like, oh, I see these people like, you know, Noah and Brian and Nathan and Melissa and Nicole and all of these people that, and Amy that I really admire. And then I get to, and then like, the kind of work that I've done and the kind of work that I've created on my own has put me in contact with some of them. And the more that, like when you said, I don't think so-and-so is like, you know, all necessarily all that, or there's nothing not special about yeah. them. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. Cause the more that I spent time around people that I admired, yeah, I know there's like this level of like, don't meet your heroes, but there was like the more that I spent time, it was actually an encouraging thing. I was like, Oh, oh, I can do this too. Totally. <laughs> and there was, there was such a level of like, okay, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know I can get to this. And I know that this is an outcome that I can reach. It just, you know, got to put in the work. Yeah. I liked what Ali Abdal says. I got a chance to talk with him. Is that the formula? He's phenomenal. The, the formula. And, and I'm like his advocate. I'm his like PR guy. <laughs> the, you know, what's amazing is that the formulas are out there. More than ever now, the formulas of like, if you want to run a tech company that makes seven figures, like our business does, or eight figures, if you want to be a content creator like yourself or like Ali Abdal or like Gary Vee, the formula is there. Yep. If you want to be a coach and be on Podia and help people, the formulas are there. The question oh, is, there. do you want to, the question is, is that really what you enjoy doing? And are you willing to do it for the next 10 years? And yep. that's the part that I believe everyone can do it. My mom thinks they can't. My mom's like, no, there's people that are just not motivated. And I, I don't know. I think everyone has yeah. to determine that for themselves. I think it's like, find the thing you want to work on for free. Like, even if yep. I didn't have any viewers, I still like yesterday, I did a book report. I'm like almost 40 doing book reports because I like it. It helps me learn <laughs> yeah. it. And then I just put it on my blog. And if no one reads it, great. I think 40 people read it. I was like, that's great too. That's right. And yeah, you know, it's, it is finding that thing that you're like, I'm just going to keep going forever. Yeah. One of the things that, one of the things that as we're getting close to the end that I wanted to ask you, because I think you have a good, it seems like you have a good practice for it, but something that people get really stuck on is I had a bad day. I had a bad week. I had a bad month. I've had a bad season, a bad year, whatever it is. I actually have, I have a card up here on my, above my desk that's pinned in there harder than I thought, but it says, don't allow a bad day to become a bad week and so on and so forth. And so right. there's nothing wrong. We're all like humans trying, trying to do life. There's nothing wrong with having <laughs> a bad true. day. That's very true. And what I always try and do though, is like really kind of practice that almost like um, that rebirth, that resurrection every day of like, okay, well, there's something new that I can do today. I can like try and move a little bit away from that bad day that I had. And there's a mix of that, like coming into a new day after having, having a bad day. And also like, even if you've taken time off from a habit that mattered to you, whether it's like journaling, meditation, exercising, like write, writing blog posts or emails, whatever it might be that there's also a balance of like this creative confidence that if, even if you haven't done it for a while, if you've done it before, then you're like, okay, well, 
I haven't written to my email list in a month, but I wrote to them two years in a row before that. So I know that I can do it. How do you balance like basically the rebounding of like, I was off for a week, I was off for a month. Yeah, I wanted to do it, but I didn't. I'm, you know, how do you, how do you build that creative confidence back in and to where you feel like you can just rebound into it? And what do you do before you're even like confident? That, that, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you like today, I would say I'm not feeling great. No. I would say like if I had to rate the day, and I think what I've done historically is I fight that. I'm like, have coffee, do push-ups, go do all these mm-hmm. things, go make stuff. It's going to fix it. And I'm really trying to just sit with it and not yeah. be against it so much. What I found, and, and I think that helps, it's just like, okay, what's going on? Is it just yeah. retired? And, and not try to even yeah. try to be so analytical. Like, let me analyze this, this feeling. I think right. the, the three things that I've observed um, when I've gone through depression or I've gone through a bad day or a bad week um, is, is a few things. Number one, get some sleep. Yep. Every time I'm like, Always I helps. don't like today. I go and take a nap <laughs> or I get a good night rest and I'm like, I am ready to kick ass today. And it, it just, yeah. I, I think that helps a lot. Number two is get some movement. So if I'm having kind of a little bit of off day, I'm like, well, have you gone outside and walked? Have you done anything physical? doesn't have to be hardcore. Push up, jump a jack, sit up, walk. And every time I go for a walk or I go for a ride, I'm like, all right, I feel great. Right. Um, and then lastly, I will tell you what, one thing that's really been very helpful for me is I read a mantra in the morning. Yeah. And so I wrote it like maybe four years ago and it's more of a living document. And so part, I use two apps that, you know, people, I think people always love knowing about apps. I use Strides to do my mm-hmm. daily checklist, my maker morning. And then I use PushFit. PushFit is what I use to track all my pushups. Oh, nice. And so at, as part of Strides, what I have in there, you can see is like read goals and my power. Yeah. And so my goal, it's right here. It's pinned on my notes. Um, it's my power stuff. So it's, it's my daily oh, mantra. Nice. And um what I have in there is just kind of things to remind myself to come about coming back into myself. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll highlight a few of them because I think it's pretty, I think it's interesting. It's helpful for me, but it's yeah. like, I read this every morning and it's like, if I'm feeling off or I'm feeling some of these things, it's like, this is who you are. And, and you're like, cause sometimes mm. you don't feel it. You're like, Oh shit, this is who I am. And then I think you also say, this is where I, who I want to be. Yeah. So for me, my daily, I call it daily. It's like show up being a man is to show up. Don't call it in. Uh, greatness, keep moving forward without permission. Notice when you're limiting yourself, enjoy the journey. That is the destination. Um, recharge, be a stable foundation. You have everything you need. Sit into the silence, courage and clarity. Uh, and then I have like, you know, word of the word of the year. And then, you know, my goals, uh, for the year. And then I have my, my Noah isms. So kind of the, the values that I want to live by. And I do think having kind of your own Bible or your own uh, constitution yeah. uh, for yourself. Like my word of the year is congruency. And I think there's something there where in business, what's, what I found fascinating for myself is in business, we're like, all right, I'm going to have a vision. I'm going to have a purpose. I'm going to have values. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to have check-ins. I'm going to have accountability. I'm going to have structure. And it's like, well, how are, you doing your, uh, how are you doing that in your relationship? Oh, no, we just figure, we just wing it. Right. <laughs> Love yeah. isn't that way. And I don't, yeah. I don't think it has to be as structured or in your personal life, like push-ups or something like that. Like, uh, I don't think it has to be rigid, but I think there's something there about what, what are we doing in our personal lives that 
we're not doing in our business and vice versa that could probably benefit right. us. Yeah. So I've tried to figure out how to have like the structure in business that's worked well for me, uh, replicate some of that in my personal life. Yeah. And similarly, uh, probably about a year and a half ago, my wife and I started having a basically a weekly, weekly meeting and we love it. And we'd be like, okay, what's the meal plan? What are the appointments? We're not doing it as much <laughs> the past couple of months, but like, what are the appointments? Where do we need to be? Cause there were just too many times it would be like, I thought you were doing this or like, what's the meal or like, you know, when do we have to be at this thing? And when we have like more clarity, that makes our communication so much better. <laughs> and when you're communicating totally. well in a relationship, things are just better. Even if it's not a happy communication, it's better to like be clear about it than just be like, oh, what? Totally. What, what's going on? I think one, one thing that I would notice, even from doing the mantra or doing, you know, daily routines and stuff like that, that I've, I actually heard it on a podcast from the founder of Hinge. He got the dating app. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of really resonated with me. And the, the concept was just like your, your checklist and your structure should work for you. You don't mm -hmm. work for it. You're not the employee. You're the boss. You're the leader. Yeah. And I think what, what I've noticed at times is like, oh, I have to do my checklist today. I have to do my pushes. I have to do these things because that's the checklist. And I have to live yep. to the checklist. And it's like, no, the checklist is there to serve you and provide structure and consistency but if it's not serving you all, you know, maybe some days it, it does and some days it won't, but I think it's just being mindful of if it is and yep. figuring out, all right, I need to maybe adapt it as I'm growing as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So no, just uh, thank you so much for being here. Like, I think that's a great place to end on. And I'm just want to, want to give, yeah, just want to say thanks for being on it. It's, it's been excellent to, talk with you and hear so much of your knowledge and wisdom and just what you've built over the past uh, several years, because yeah, I know there's, I, I'll let you talk about it in just a second, but I know there's Sumo, there's OK Dork, there's, you know, the YouTube channel that you have that everyone should check out. But um, yeah, just to hear someone who has done what you've done, what you have done, also talk about all these other things that you're doing in life and the things that you're thinking about, the way that you think through problems opportunities, um, what you need to do each day, I think is really enlightening. So thank you for sharing. And where can thank people, you. where can people find you? Where can they learn more about what you do? Uh, on the YouTube world, uh, yep. look, Noah Kagan, youtube.com slash okdork. Uh, if people are, a lot of people want to start businesses, like a lot of people are learning from you about how to do a coaching business. So we have a thing monthly1k.com. So if people yep. are like, hey, I want to help strategy or accountability and starting business, it's $7, yeah, uh, which I we give that. you back after you make it. <laughs> so, and then I'd say Perfect. a lot of people, if they have a business that's already growing and they want more, you know, tools to grow it faster, there's appsumo.com, which is uh, the number yeah. one site online for software deals. Awesome. Yeah. Y'all, you can find all of that in the description below. Make sure you subscribe to Noah's YouTube channel. It's great. I've learned a lot from it. And just Noah, thank you so much for being on. Good to it see was, you grow, it's man. A pleasure. You know, I've never really, I think there's a, a whole concept that I'm working on around like just appreciating myself. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes we do things and we're not proud of it or we don't realize what we're doing uh, a lot of self-worth stuff. And so, you know, I think it yep. can happen materialistic. I think materialistically I've associated it with the uh, negative, like, Oh, you buy things like that's not going to bring you happiness. But I think there's also something about uh, enjoying myself, enjoying the money I'm making. Yep. Uh, and this is a part of it. It's like, I realized like, wow, if I lived in a bigger space or nicer space, my life is a lot freaking better. Yeah. You know, that's been something for me just even over the last, I'd say six months of like not, 
being, yeah, again, that kind of judgment piece of being like, you didn't need to buy that. You don't need that. You know, it's not going to make you who happy. Is, being like, who is it? Who's like, like yeah. no, no. Who is that person telling you that? I read, do you know Jeff Goins? Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff referred a book to me called, um, gosh, now I can't remember. Is the guy who wrote it was Michael Singer. Um, but it's like the art of, maybe it's the art of letting go or something. Um, but one of the first chapters of that book is him basically saying like, listen to yourself when you are being an asshole to yourself and like externalize mm. it as another person and realize that if you were to actually hang out with that person, you would never like be friends with them. And so if your inner roommate is an asshole, don't, don't hang out with them anymore. Like be like, like literally say out loud. And I started doing this. My wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm telling my inner asshole that he can leave now. And she was like, and she was like, Oh, and then she was like, Oh, tell me more. (laughs) So now we're just walking around like yelling at our internal selves of like, no, you don't need to be here right now. It's very confusing for the kids, but you know, it's part of our own personal (laughs) growth. (laughs) Daddy's got split personality. Well, I don't know. I'm um, it's, I looked it up. It's art, a surrender experiment. It's a phenomenal book. Phenomenal book. Um, I don't know. I was, I was in therapy and we were just, we were discussing how, Oh, should I just kick that person out? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, maybe there's space for both. And I yeah. think I, I, I've had a few different things I'm realizing about myself where it's like, we do, I do things and I, then I guilt myself for doing the mm-hmm. thing I really want. It's like, yeah. well, no, that's what you really wanted. But no, you know, no, no, I wanted to buy this. No, I didn't like this person, but I did that. It's like, it's kind of interesting. It's not about not apologizing. Um, maybe a little kind of like surrender experiment with acceptance and just be like, okay, I do want this. And then, you know, that little voice that comes up, not fighting it, just being like, Oh, okay. He's here too. Or she's here too. Right. Yeah. Make friends. You can hang out here too. Yeah. Come on. There's room for all. Yeah. Oh man. That's great. Well, no, it was great to reconnect and we'll stay, we'll stay connected. Well, I think I, I did it. We're now friends on the, the Twitterverse, so it's good. Yeah, awesome. All right, homie. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that conversation between myself and Noah Kagan of Sumo. Do me a favor and either like comment on the YouTube video for this or email me directly, just matt at mattragland.com and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what was your biggest lesson from this, from this episode? Uh, the best response, I'll figure out some kind of way to give you an AppSumo like, gift card. Uh, I'll talk to their team and figure something out, but we'll do like a $50 AppSumo gift card to the best response on like what was your main lesson and takeaway from this episode. Thank you so much to Noah, not just for hiring me back in 2015, for teaching me a lot of great lessons about being consistent and sticking with it and being a hustler, but thank you for coming on and being the very first guest on Connect the Dots. I'll be back next week with just another like me and you one-on-one episode, but there are going to be some interviews that probably once a month I'm going to slot in, but let me know what you thought about this one and any other guests that you think that I should interview. Thanks so much, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.